Do you believe in miracles? We got Fizzle in the house. Fizzle, what's good, man? Fizzle, glad to have you here. Let's go. This the South Harmon Podcast. Glad you here today. Hit that Patreon link if you here to stay. Dynasty best ball, that's my favorite way. 40 chess trade show. Let's make a trade today or check the AMA. You know Adam at the ATM. Mike always in the building. He gonna stay with him. They gonna start every show off with their own trade. Fantasy's a big ocean. They made their own wave. Make sure you tap in at Tuesdays and Saturdays. Tuesday night, Saturday morning, ain't no better way. Hit that notification bell when the news break. Go subscribe right now. Don't get the news late. Destination Devi, that's the team. Dynasty football, man, that's my favorite thing. I remember Biggie said it was all a dream. Now people watching on their phones and computer screens. Welcome to the team. Shit, corn shady in the building. Slip <laughs> <laughs> shady here, buddy. Guess what who's is up, back? Everybody? Sunday night AMA. So glad you could join us. So glad I could be back with my man, with you all. Hope everybody's doing fine. Adam, what a thumbnail, man. <laughs> there ain't no slim shady though. Ain't Listen, no, man. Ain't no slim. It's the McNutted Show tonight, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, guess who's back? Mike is back, back again, and he's off of a boat, man. And, and apparently, he's got you know a little bit of story time coming for us. So, um, really glad to have him back, man. Missed you. Uh, it feels like it's been for forever, even though it really hasn't. Probably like a week and a half, but you know, I, I miss my guy. I miss kicking it with Mike uh, in front of everyone here. The AMA, glad everyone's tapped in. Speaking of being tapped in, we have a bunch of people here already. Um, we have Koopa Troop, which Koopa Troop is, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, he's an imposter. Um, we, we still love him, but it's not actually Koopa Troopa. But we do have Koopa Troopa in the building. We have a bunch of people here. So, Mike, uh, l- let's go ahead and discuss uh, whatever you want to. You, you don't have to. You don't have to talk off the all the stories at once if you don't want to. But oh, good. No, we'll, we'll tell some. We'll tell some. So, for those of you who don't know. Uh, I went on a Miami Dolphins fan cruise with my dad, big-time Dolphins fan. He has been his entire life. I, of course, am an Eagles fan, but because I uh, follow football like a degenerate, (laughs) whether that's fantasy or just actually being a fan, he thought it would be a great time, and boy, was he right. We we had a blast. Bunch of Dolphins legends on the cruise. Uh, You had Dan Marino on the boat, Larry Zonka, or some of the more well-known ones, Richmond Webb, who's a – Six foot six, three hundred and forty pound offensive tackle, an absolute mountain of a man. Uh, OJ McDuffie, for those of you guys who grew up in the nineties, Terry Kirby, Ronnie Brown, uh, probably the most recent one on the boat that people will know. All those guys, and, and it was crazy being on a cruise with them for seven days, seven nights, and uh, you know, just being able to interact and uh, some of the stories that I have are actually pretty entertaining. So, Adam, the first one. Probably my funniest one that I have is one night I'm sitting at the card tables, right? I'm playing three-card poker. Okay. Just 
getting cards, just having a good time by myself. My dad's uh, passed out drunk somewhere else, so it's just me sitting at the table. Uh, oh, there's my. a couple other people who are on the cruise. They weren't Dolphins fans sitting there playing. And uh, Crash Jensen, if, if those of you who don't know Crash Jensen, Jim Jensen, Jim Crash Jensen, he was a Dolphins player in the 80s. I think he played for like 14 years, 13 years. Basically, uh, the best way to describe him, he was Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. So he was drafted as a quarterback, war number 11, 1983. They draft Dan Marino. Uh, it's pretty apparent he's not going to get to play quarterback for the Dolphins. Right. So he becomes a H-back, uh, play special teams, punt return, kickoff. Uh, he got the nickname Crash because he'd go down and just break up wedges, <laughs> right? Just crash into him. Played tight end. Kind of the jack of all trades, the Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. So I'm sitting there playing cards, and Crash Jensen sits down right next to me. And I'm going, oh, shit. Oh, this is kind of cool. And there, there were some crazy fans on the boat. I'm sure you guys have kind of experienced those who like they interrupt them all the time. They, they like sign eight million things. I was just like, oh shit, Crash Jensen's there. I kept playing cards. All of a sudden, he taps me on the shoulder. So I turned to look at him, and he goes, "Do you want to see a magic trick?" And I go, "Fuck yes, I want to see a magic trick. Crash Jensen's going to show me magic, no question about it. Let's go." So he starts to make this coin disappear. He's got this coin, and he'd put it on the table, and he'd rub his hand around, and the coin would disappear. And then he'd bring it back, and then he'd, like, make it disappear again. Well, the dealer has no idea who the fuck he is, (laughs) getting mad at me because I'm not paying attention, like not putting my ante in or whatever. I had to look at the dealer, and I go, you hold your fucking horses. Crash Jensen is showing me magic. (laughs) Did you tell him this verbatim? Yes, I told him that verbatim. Oh, my goodness. So anyways, after he gets done showing me the magic trick, we play cards for about a half hour. Crash gets up to go leave, and I'm wearing all my Eagle shit at this time, right? Like, I wore it throughout the entire cruise. I didn't give a fuck. I'm a big enough, fat enough dude that, like, if you wanted to have a problem, I guess we'd have a problem. But I had enough mojitos in me that I wasn't going to feel shit, so <laughs> it was going to be You fun. were ready for that problem. Well, I was ready for it. So Crash gets up to go leave, and uh, I turned and I looked at him. I said, well, it's been a pleasure, Mr. Jensen. Uh, just remember, go birds. And Crash looks me dead in my eye through my fucking soul, man. Stares at me and goes, fuck Buddy Ryan. And then just walks away. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Buddy Ryan was the Eagles coach in the early oh, 90s. Crash man. played against him. <laughs> just fuck Buddy Ryan and walked out the door. I'm like, what a gangster move right there to mic drop me and then just peace out. So my interaction with Crash Jensen was pretty fucking awesome, man. Had I a love, really good time. I love this. That, that story is pretty fantastic. Uh, you hold your fucking horses. Wow. He's telling the dealer. That's fantastic. Uh, what did your old man have to say when you told him about this the next day? Because he was, out, oh, he, he, was, was he was passed he, out, right? He was dying laughing, but he was like a kid in the candy store the whole trip, man, being a Dolphins fan. Uh, at one point, we got a picture with Larry Zonka, uh, part of the perfect uh, 72 season. The Zonk, you know, he had the, the face yeah, mask. You know, he used to I think I told you this. Zonka's from right here, still Ohio, where, right, I, where I grew up. Right. So pretty cool. So he got a picture with him, and uh, Zonk did the old big dick move. Uh, he told my dad to kneel down so he could put his his hand on his shoulder and rest this Super Bowl ring on it. So I got a picture with my old man with Larry Zonka, and he's showing off his Super Bowl ring for the perfect season. I'm like, that's some that's some badass shit right there, Mister Zonk. <laughs> that's fantastic, man. That is fantastic. Uh, so love, we had that one. Uh, one night they had a uh, an X's and O strategy session or like Q and A kind of deal mm-hmm. with some of the players. 
uh, Kimbo Camper, who was a linebacker slash defensive end for him. OJ McDuffie, uh, 90s wide receiver. One year he actually led the uh, league in receptions to pretty good like slot kind of wide receiver. And uh, Mark Duper, who was a <laughs> the Mark Duper thing. All right. So they had this X is an O thing. And Mark Duper had this question. The first question he had was, who would win in a race between him and Tyreek Hill? <laughs> and he's like, listen, man, if Tyreek Hill was born in 1950s and had to wear all the gear and shit that I had to wear in the 80s when I was playing, I'd dust his ass. <laughs> that was hilarious to hear. But then he's also talking about when he came into the league, uh, you know, he, he came from like one of those directional schools, like Southeast Louisiana State University, right? Didn't come yeah. from a big program. He only played one year of high school football and then one year of college. Wow. And Don Shula had the balls to take him in the second round. Wow. Legit could fly. Like the guy had burner for wheels. But he comes into the league. He said one of his first practices, Dan Marino threw him a football. And it was out in front of him by a couple yards. And he didn't go down to get it. And when he's dragging back to the huddle, Dan's like, you got to die for that. <laughs> and Mark Duper said to him, he said, listen, you make $6 million a year. I make 250000 you hit me in the fucking numbers. <laughs> like, what, what kind of balls you got to tell Dan Marino? Wow. You make $6 million a year. You should hit me in the numbers. <laughs> what a badass. But they were, they were talking about some, actually on some, uh, some information for y'all to take that I told the Savage members. As part of that Q&A, they were talking about what they thought of the Dolphins going into next year. And... OJ McDuffie does a podcast for him, and he answered the question. So did Kimbo Camper because he's tapped in with the organization as well. He actually went out and played uh, golf with Skyler Skyler Thompson, Cody's boy. <laughs> Cody's tapped in to be excited. All this, it, to, don't don't drop Skyler Thompson on here to get Cody <laughs> excited. Don't. But they were talking about uh, uh, how the offense last year had a lot of communication problems, specifically with the offensive line. It was Mike McDaniel's first year calling plays. Uh, obviously first year being a head coach and implementing his system that he wanted to run. And some of the play calls would take 20 seconds. You know, they're 22 words plus. And the offensive line would maybe miss like one word. And it might only be whether they're sliding to the left or sliding to the right. So right, yep. And it's getting Tua killed. <laughs> it's getting absolutely nuked and murdered. They're up against the play clock every single time. So one of the big emphasis O.J. McDovey was talking about is that they're trying to pare down the offense, trying to make it more efficient, trying to make it more more efficient from the standpoint of instead of being 22 words, it might only be 10, and you know one word applies to two positions, right? And they're working on Tua and his wide receiver. So a lot of times last year you saw Tyreek Hills running 60 yards downfield. Well, there's Tua's not getting the football 60 not, yards downfield, right? Right, not with that protection. They're working more and more on trying to hit him in those intermediate routes with him and uh, him and uh, Jalen Waddle. So, the long story short is the organization does trust Tua. The players trust Tua. The people who are in the know around the organization like Tua. The biggest question is, can they keep him healthy? And they think with the changes that they've made, the changes that Tua's made, the changes that they're making to the offense they're going to keep him healthy. And for us as fantasy players, that's big news because if they believe in Tua, they can keep him healthy. We saw when he was healthy last year, he was a very good quarterback. Like you can go look at our spike week, consistency weeks, um, our, our data sheet that we have on it. He was fantastic. 
go look at points per game in his healthy games outside of that Green Bay game where he was healthy in the first half, looked awesome, and then concussed in the second half and looked terrible. So Tua, I was more in on Tua, even though I was already in on Tua, more in on Tua after that one. So a lot of good stuff during the cruise, uh, interacting with it. Another quick funny story, playing at the casino the first night, uh, you know, it's like 1230. The buffet is open till 1 a.m. My dad goes, hey, let's go upstairs nice. and get some pizza before nice. we uh, pass out in the room. 1230 a.m. I'm sitting there. This giant man walks up to me and he's like, hey, do you know where to get pizza? And this man is Terry Kirby. He used to play running back for me. I also yep. played for the 49ers. He's yep. got him and his wife. He's like, do you know where to get the pizza around here? And I'm like, yes, Mr. Kirby, you're following the right fucking guy. Follow the fat guy. I'll show you exactly where the buffet is. What, like, why do these stories kind of all sound so much like Mike? My goodness. <laughs> having these kind of interactions with these NFL players and, and getting to talk to them I, all week, all week, multiple times. You know, you just run into one. Uh, we had uh, Joe Rose. He does a radio broadcast for the Dolphins, played for him as a tight end in the early part of the 80s. I think he caught Dan Marino's first touchdown pass, so that's kind of his claim to fame. But he does color co- commentary for the Dolphins radio network. Uh, you know, people trying to give me shit while we're sitting in the sports bar about, don't talk to him, Mr. Rose. He's a Dolphins fan, or he's an Eagles, Eagles fan. fan he's, like, yeah. he's like, fuck that. And we, I literally sat there drinking mojitos, talking about the Philadelphia Eagles on a Miami Dolphins fan cruise with a guy who does color commentary for the Miami Dolphins radio network and who played with him for 30 minutes. That's the kind of shit that I couldn't get over is the fact that I was able to have those kind of interactions. And it was an amazing trip. Long story short, I had a blast. Uh, all the Dolphins players were fantastic. Uh, Dan Marino's an asshole. That was about the only one. <laughs> Everyone Interesting. else was really cool. Uh, so, so did you try to you try to talk to him at all? Have any interaction? What What makes you say that he wouldn't interact with with anybody? Okay, uh, he was only on the boat for two days, and then he pieced out and went to the Masters. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> so he's, okay, it's kind of a dick. <laughs> I, I love that the, the these stories they sound very McNutted. Like um, he's you know here's the thing about McNutted, right? I think. Mike is a uh, is a misunderstood gentleman, and I think the reason is because he is going to be him no matter what, and that's whether you are someone in the chat, someone you're on Twitter, some in our Discord, or if you're an NFL football player that happens to have you know big status, or you're the dealer that gets to tell him what to do. He doesn't care. He's going to treat you all the same, and I fucking love this. Glad <laughs> to have you back, buddy. Um, by the way, Scott says, uh, Big Mike, welcome back, boss. Scott was on the trade show last week. We appreciate Scott being in here, man. And um, we got a bunch of questions. So I'm glad that you had the time of your life. It sounds like it. I'm I'm sitting yeah, here buddy. jealous, man, because uh, that that sounds like quite the experience. Uh, the late Listen, nights. If they, if they ever get a Cleveland Browns fan cruise or a Philadelphia Eagles fan cruise, we got to go together. We're on it. Right. We're on it. Yep. Got it. And if it's a you know a Philly one, I'm going to tell them all that I'm a Browns guy, and they're not going right. to care because the Browns haven't had success like Philly has, so they're just going to laugh at me, you know. Whereas they're going to get mad at Mike. But uh, any anyway, all right, man. Let, let's get into some questions. We appreciate everyone being here. Um, we are really glad to have Mike back. So l- let's start off with uh, one actually towards the bottom. I'm going to get to the ones at the top. Don't worry. If you have one that you really want answered, make sure you super chat us. Um, but I do have a good one here, Mike, that's towards the bottom that is a, is on the same topic before we co- totally switch gears. Any talk about Dolphins RBs on the boat? We looking at uh, Wilson-Mostert combo again, or is there no talk about it? 
No talk about it. The only uh, the only running back information I have is meeting Ronnie Brown. That that son of a bitch looks like he could still suit up and play tomorrow. I would He's not. Phenomenal shape. Like, and uh, meeting him in person, right? You get to watch him on TV. Meeting a, a guy who played NFL running back recently in person is like there's there's no way I'd try to tackle that guy ever, <laughs> ever. I don't know if there's enough money you could pay me well, to, to try to tackle Ronnie Brown. Like I'm good. It's interesting because I remember you were saying how you know you know I've had a been drinking like it, whatever happens happens I'm ready for it. If it was Ronnie Brown, I don't think you're no. having the same conversation. I don't think you're whatever quite ready hap- for whatever it. happens happens with the the Dolphins fans, right? The yeah, other yeah, fat yeah. out of shape with crusty, Ronnie Brown. Nobody people. wants that. Not wants not that the rap. Dolphins legends because all those guys, <laughs> even the guys who are in their you know 60s, uh, OJ McDuffie is still ripped to shit and he was a slot wide receiver i'm like no way like this dude would kill me and when i met uh richmond webb the offensive tackle got a picture with him in my eagles jersey standing next to that mountain of a man i'm like holy yeah. hell like <laughs> this guy's intimidating as hell but he was a sweetheart he was an absolute sweetheart love it man all right so uh balada the bards how do you how do you try targeting wide receivers in tough wide receiver rooms example panthers chiefs and jaguars um well, so like Panthers and, and Jaguars, I get what you're saying. Well, I, I understand what he's saying as a whole here. So like the Panthers, right, th- there's no one really there. Uh, I'm sure you're talking about Adam Thielen going over there now. Terrace Marshall projects to be an, one of the main pieces there. It's probably not going to be a very good offense, a very efficient offense. The Chiefs, for different reasons, not that it's a uh, not efficient offense, but there's Travis Kelsey and then everyone is wanting to know what's going to happen with the receiver room. The Jaguars is just a, an offense everybody wants a piece of, but now with Ridley coming over, it's a little more uh, convoluted on who's the alpha, who are the ones you actually want and don't want. So I'll, I'll let you start, Mike. Uh, fresh off the boat, man. Keep it real. What do you think? I think the Panthers are kind of the one that you throw out here. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have That's much the main interest thing, right? in, yeah. in those guys, right? Yep. That's kind of the outlier here. I get the general consensus, though, on the, the Chiefs and Jaguars. Like, that's those are tough rooms to navigate because they're, one, the quarterback's good, two, the offensive system's really good. But the Panthers, on the other hand, it's like, Adam, I don't have a lot of interest in those guys. Thielen, Terrace Marshall, I mean, whoever the hell it is now, it's just like I know somebody needs to catch a football there, but unless it's like best ball and I'm paying – late thirds for these guys like i really don't care like i just go shop elsewhere the chiefs and the jaguars on the other hand the jaguars a little bit easier for me it's like i want christian kirk and i want calvin ridley uh as good as zay jones was for me last year like that's kind of just dead and gone now like i flip the page and i go to the new year and it's christian kirk it's calvin ridley the chiefs one is probably the most interesting it's like do you still believe in sky Moore? uh mvs is always probably going to be a good best ball dart i don't think you want any part of him in a lineup league at all like i'm good if if anybody has interest in any mvs i have in a lineup league take him um and then Kadarius tony can he ever be what we thought he was gonna be ever put it together and i think that's just the dart that you're willing to take or not so most of the time i'm not gonna lie if i'm if i'm tough tough if i'm going to these tougher wide receiver rooms like the the basis of the question i'm probably just avoiding them right like i'm probably going to avoid the chiefs uh i think they probably all cost more than what i'm willing to pay uh the jaguars on the other hand i think that one's different for me where it's like i want christian kirk at cost i want calvin ridley at cost and i want evan ingram at cost and then right. 
Right. Nothing else. Like I'm good with the rest of it. And the Panthers, I'm probably just avoiding altogether. Yeah, I think uh, the Panthers is one like in lineup leagues. Um, you know, I'm good on man. Uh, even in best ball, like I'm, I've I've thrown Thielen into a deal where someone will consider him something of reason. Terrace Marshall, same thing. The the Chiefs is tough because like in lineup leagues, I, I have a hard time believing that any of these guys are actually going to amount to guys that are not just weekly spike guys that are that way because of Mahomes that they're actually consistent starters that's my fear there I'll say this right now as the Jaguars uh, receiving room stands I think it's pretty actually pretty easy even though people struggle with understanding how it's going to work out and I get that but like for me it's easy in the fact of I want Ridley I want Kirk uh, a little ahead of Ridley so I want Kirk first Ridley just behind that and then obviously I do want Ingram at tight end I think what makes the Jaguars really tricky is there's been a lot of noise and talk about them taking another guy in the first or second round. Right. And right. that I think is what will make it tough as hell to evaluate that room. Because if you have Trevor Lawrence, who you believe in and you have a, you know, the quarterback whisperer, right. And you want to take the next step forward and you got this cheat code quarterback rookie deal. Yeah. Let me draft another rookie receiver that we have on the cheap deal. Again, you get three receivers and Ingram in this offense and, ETN getting sprinkled in there. All of a sudden, now you're really having a hard time with what to do with this uh, this group of guys. <laughs> right. So. It, may, it makes it where you just want to almost trade away the receivers, but do everything you can to get the quarterback. Right. right? Yes. Like, like it, it's almost like they cannibalize themselves. Where, where, where we have the Jamar Chase like T Higgins, but to a little bit lesser extent, like not as sexy. Where you go like, man, I love both these receivers, but if if they could just get rid of one of them. <laughs> One of them, Joe Burrow to to Jamar Chase would be epic, or Joe Burrow just to T Higgins would be epic. The fact that they cannibalize a little bit like brings both of their values down, but it doesn't make you not want Joe Burrow. Like you really want Joe Burrow, you just go like right. eh, T Higgins. Eh, Jamar Chase is there. Uh, uh, Jamar Chase. Well, T Higgins is kind of there. Uh, it just brings them down a little bit more. So I think it would be kind of be the same thing with the Jaguars. If he gave them three weapons, yep. they draft a guy in the first round, holy yep. shit, man, that would be impossible. I love Christian Kirk to death. I've come around on Calvin Ridley, but if they drafted another guy, it would be like, I think I want to get out of these dudes and just – in lineup leagues, in best ball leagues, I'm still going to keep them because they're still going to have massive spikes. Yeah, uh, it, but I think I'll do everything I can to get in on Trevor Lawrence. For sure. And I think the other thing too is right now currently uh, – why the Chiefs and the Jaguars are so different than the Panthers, right? In lineup leagues especially, like you will take the variance up and down of, let's say, Kirk and Ridley um, because there's uh, Evan Ingram here, like Scott says. Right. But the difference is in lineup, I'm willing to take that because I believe they're attached to really high-powered, high-scoring offenses. You know what I mean? So that's where I'll take the inconsistent weeks but know that their consistent floor is much higher than a lot of those Chiefs and that – their pop weeks, because it's a good offense, could be really high. If you add in the third receiver in the first or second round of this year's draft, that's where it becomes a lot more uh, convoluted. So um, th th that's, I think, our, our overall take. By the way, Fizzle's up here. Uh, Mike had to lay low until the uh, beard grew back. I told you guys before he left. I said, watch, he's going to come back. Look at this beard. It is, uh, it's looking good, man. It's almost back. By, by the draft, it's going to be like it never left. Do you think uh, Do you think Calvin Ridley coming back though does does kill Zay Jones, right? Scott put in there Evan Ingram's a, a target earner and, and no lie like that hurts when he's healthy hurts man he's guys. legit yes 
Uh, but Zay Jones, like, do you think it's it's pretty much done for him? Like mm. he had a he had a wonderful year. A I don't think it's done year. for him. In in lineup, it's totally done for him. In yeah, best I mean, ball roster, he's like the, the fourth the option. But but I guess there it's like um, in best ball, I, I'll take him really really cheap down the line. Like I'm not gonna, I'll hold him still okay. in best ball. I think he because, I think he probably goes higher than than what you're actually gonna get out of him. I, I would agree. I'm, I'm not saying to draft him, right? I'm saying if I have him, I'm not going to just cut him on these 30 right, 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 plus right. rosters. Like, yeah, like he could totally really, still end yeah. up having five catches and a touchdown and, and matter right, in best ball. Right, right. But like I would not – you have to expect his – expectations for him need to come drastically down. I would agree there. Gotcha. I, he just – he kind of falls into that. Like I think the name from what he did last year sure. far outs – Far far outweighs what he's going to do for you this year, even in the best ball. Like a lineup league, it's it's probably dead and over with, right? That's just a that's a grease piece you throw into a deal. <laughs> that's that's what he is. A hundred percent. We do have a super chat. Um, Castle Black says Ooh. both of your thoughts on who is rookie wide receiver two after JSN pre landing spots. Also, Buddy Ryan is a legend. Uh, Mike, I'll let you go first. I have I know what mine is. Uh, it's it's. <sighs> It's Addison for me. Same for me. It's Addison for me. I, Qu- I do Quentin like Johnson is Quentin Johnson to me is becoming a lot more risky. It feels like I feel like the community makes him a lot more risky. How, how about this for a cop out? Oh, don't cop out your <laughs> our first super chat. You're back, and you're going to cop it out. Don't do that. Listen, man the 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 separation for me between Quentin Johnson and Jordan Addison is a lot closer than it is between either one of those guys and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Right? So oh, like it's yes. JSN. There's big a tier big break gap, as far as yes. I'm looking at the I would wide agree. receivers. I would agree. Then those two guys are razor thin. But then there's also a massive tier gap between those two guys and the next ones. Like I love Jalen Hyatt. I love Josh Downs. Uh, I've come around to Marvin Mims. Zay Flowers has been a guy that I've liked for a while. I got his damn signed helmet right here. Back there. There we go. Damn signed Zay Flowers helmet back there, but like there's a big gap between QJ and Jordan Addison and those guys for me as well. So Yep. I, I'm gonna say though it's it's Addison for me. It's Addison I do for like me too. I do like QJ's movement skills. It, this is gonna sound stupid, Adam. But if well, if it's he not the actually, first time, so just just do it. Just say it. The way the way he moves, the way he moves, and the way he is willing to go up for jump balls and the explosiveness that QJ had showed. Outside of the whole TCU scout, don't scout the helmet bullshit, you know, the all the TCU Big 12 wide receivers that have kicked us in the balls in the past, if he had actually measured in at 6'4 and not 6'2, like I would be so much more in on Quinn Johnson. But the fact, like, I'm not going to lie, 6'2 was a bit of a disappointment. I go like 6'4 is a legit, like, holy shit, this is, this is T. Higgins who can move. And instead it's like, well, this is kind of more like Des Bryant. Just so, not as thick. So, so what you're saying is that that old adage of uh, size doesn't matter. It's all a lie. <laughs> it's bullshit. Right? Yeah. <laughs> two inches. Two inches is a lot. That's what you need to tell my wife. My goodness. Oh man, I love I love what's happening right now. All right, um, <laughs> Castle Black. I hope that answers your question. Buddy Ryan is a legend. Uh, I think Mike at this point is a legend. Um, what should I look to get for Njoku in a non-tight end premium league? I have a few tight ends and need to move off of him. Mike, Ooh. this is Can a good question. A first? 
Can you get a first for David Njoku in a non-tight end premium league? I don't think you can. Maybe if maybe if someone like actually really wants a tight end, they might send you what's currently already state stated as like one twelve, one eleven type thing, right? One eleven. And yeah. let me ask you, would you do that? If I had other ones, yeah. Like I'm just gonna liquidate this dude. Oh man, I, I kind of struggle there because like I feel like I don't know, let me tell you why I feel like one twelve and two oh three are like the same thing this year. Like I if it I is. don't if I it don't is. move it, yeah. like if I take if I press the button. Yeah, I get my my current shot, but I feel like 112 and 201, 202, 203, 204 even, they're like all you get the same type of ranges of outcomes. So for me like that's not really doing enough leveraging, I feel like. Um you do get the reset the the youth button and then you also get, you know, your your age reduction obviously. You get the, the I, I think it is not thing. in a non premium league like if i could get 110 through like 204 oh i didn't read that part it's non-titan premium yeah i would right. do that i would do that yes sorry i'm not thinking <laughs> titan those, premium. no no i get it in a titan premium league i think you're yeah i, I like, answered the question I mean, from I'm, a titan premium lens you're, you know you're, how many you're right. titan premium leagues these pre-nfl drafts i'm sitting there going like shit i'll just take michael mayer here yes right like i need more than that for david and joku i value david and joku more than i value michael mayer so in a non-tight end premium league, though, if I get the 110 to 204, 205 maybe, I, I must say 204. 204 is going to be my cutoff. You give me that, you can have it. Uh, going back to that question, Scott brings up a really good follow-up. You get any two receivers. So you get, you know, Oof. whatever your, your pick, uh, Addison and Quentin Johnson. You get Addison right. and, say, Flowers or JSN in a start 11 lineup league. What side? I want the two receivers. Really? I would take JSN there. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Yeah. I would say this lineup start wow. 11. Lineup start 11 is right on the cusp of I would consider the two. If this is lineup start 12, I absolutely want the two. But I think because the shallower it gets, I'd just rather have JSN because even I don't think you're going to be able to put JSN in your lineup for this most of this year, if at all, and be like, yeah, this is a guy that's going to matter when I start him. Right. But I think that's what everybody wants in those type leagues is that guy. They struggle a lot more with Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison. Not saying they couldn't end up having a big surge in value in the right landing spot. But what I know today, like if Quentin jo- if, if let's say I take Quentin Johnson, let's say I take uh Addison, right? Let's say they both a- end up in kind of bad landing spots. They don't have a good quarterback and all that. Like that's a tough spot for their value to accrue, right? I'm not saying it can't, but like in this league, I want to consolidate. Lineup start eleven is a great question because it's right in the middle. It's it's really close mm-hmm. for me. Nine and ten, I definitely want JSN. I think eleven, I'll still lean JSN. Once we get to twelve and more, I'll take both sides. I'll take uh, both pieces. Uh, for me, outside of like a start eight or a start nine, I'll take the two. You'll take the two just on just on the variance of bumps and values and what you can move them for. Right, and especially, I mean, we we haven't even had the actual NFL draft yet. Like, there's a possibility. You know, we, we're doing 13. 13, Adam. 13 pre-NFL rookie drafts, right? We've, we've done like seven or eight are complete. We're in the middle of a couple right now. Like, we'll have 13 done before the actual NFL draft. Yep. With what I know now, like, I'm, I'm confident Jackson Smith and Jig was really good, and he's the number one wide receiver in this class. Right. But, but I have no idea. Like QJ ends up getting taken by the Chargers at the end of round one. That's the you know, that that's Jordan part of what Addison you get in variance. That happens. Jordan right? Addison goes to a good landing spot. Like shit, maybe the Chiefs are like, 
We don't believe shit in Skymore. We're going to take Jordan Addison. That's our dude. Or whatever the case may be. These guys could end up in fantastic landing spots with good draft capital. And if it happened, Mm -hmm. that's why I want the two for one. Sitting here right now. Can I tell you why, though, in lineup start 11 and shallower, that for me it's that way is because who is the guy that's unequivocally going ahead of certain quarterbacks in these type leagues? Right, right. I get you. JSN, I think, already – Gets right. you to the conversation of something totally different. And then on top of that, we talked about this before with him. There's value insulation built in with JSN, like Drake That's London. Right? So, like, th- those are the reasons why in the shallower leagues I'll take him. But when we get to 12 and more, you just – there's no question. I don't care what I feel about this. Like, you right. just have to take the pieces because of the, all the stuff you talked about of variance in that. Whether it's Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, uh, we won't even talk about Will Levis because – JSN usually goes ahead of uh, Will Levis outside of me being in the league and have to pick. <laughs> but I, I like that. But Mike, I, Mike, I get we exactly. won't even talk about it because he he has to at least say the name though, just so you know. Yeah, you know? I, I get I get what you're saying though. Like if I were to come to you and be like, "Hey, I want Bryce Young," like people are gonna look at JSN as as the piece. If I told you I was giving you QJ and, and Jordan Addison, you go. Huh. Nah, we're, we're not in what the else? same ballpark, man. Yeah, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I get you. Remove I that you. and let's go to something different. Yeah, so that's that's partly, partly it's just community's, uh, you know, values. So, Valuation. all right, Billy Squibb, app- appreciate the uh, the comment earlier where he said uh, one of the best in the space. Actually, I'll pull it up real quick. Um, he, he said uh, easily my favorite channel, Elite Dynasty Strategy Information. Billy, we oh, appreciate thanks, that. Man. Ain't yeah, nobody he, ever called me elite except eating cheeseburgers. I'm elite. Or drinking mojitos. I think I get a t-shirt and a plaque for most mojitos drink on a, on a seven-day cruise. In fairness to Billy, um, because I, I do like Billy, I don't think he said – he said the channel was elite. So, Oh, um, gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm just playing. All right, Billy. You're good. Uh, um, all right. Offered T. Hill for my 112 and 201. I have the 101, 12 team, one quarterback. Oh, wait, what? One quarterback? Yes. You take Tyreek Hill. Oh, no question about it. This is two One seconds QB? in Superflex. Yes. Yeah, I don't 100%. Start nine. Bye. See ya. Smash you accept. Um, Easy. No, don't don't risk losing it personally. I mean, if you want to pull, Billy, I don't know if you've heard me talk about this. We call it the ATM. But it's you can <laughs> it leave, if, if it's in sleeper, you can leave the offer open, right? And instead of hitting the counter button and taking away this offer, you could do a new offer, right? So don't counter. Leave that open. You make a new offer, and in the new offer, you say you add in whatever you want back, this third or whatever your little extra piece is, and then you send that. If he hits decline, you go back to that original offer and just hit accept. Um, personally, in a deal of this magnitude, I'm just going to hit the button on Tyreek Hill, but if you want to try that, um, feel free to utilize that. Just don't just don't tell him I uh, I told you so. so. Right. All right. Uh, open 24 hours says Zay Flowers is his wide receiver, too. Mike, let me ask you this. I, based on what I'm starting to see in some of these mocks, uh, not mocks, real money drafts we're doing, it's not hot takey. I've seen Quentin Johnson. No. I, put it like this. I've been in the back half, like 110 later, and there's something to this too. Let me just say this. Like I, I had to think a couple times. I still press Quentin Johnson, but it's like, why are people doing this to me? Like why, why? It makes you wonder, like, what's wrong with Quentin, you know? I, I wonder that too. And then I also see like the rest of our drafts with some of the people in here. And I'm the one who's updating the sheet when I'm keeping track of it. Mm-hmm. And I got to add like nobodies to the bottom of this fucking list getting taken in the third round. So my faith in humanity is already lost. <laughs> it's like, who the hell takes 
Clayton Toon <laughs> in the third round of a rookie draft. But I get it. Zay Flowers, wide receiver too. I can see it. I can see it, man. I don't have it that way. I love Zay, but I don't think you can teach some of the skills that QJ and and Jordan Addison have. Like Jordan Addison has a lot of like Smitty yeah. to, my, to his game, which I absolutely love. Right. And QJ just has some unreal yak ability. Yeah, it's kind of like the no, skill. No, he's not 6'4", but for a guy 6'2", it's still pretty damn good. As a guy that is 6'4", I can tell you, uh, speaking of teaching skills, uh, Billy says, wow, that's brilliant. Did not know that about that ATM. Thank you. It's not, it's not a problem, man. I'm glad, uh, happy to teach. I'm just playing around. Um, so we had uh, Zay Flowers go at 9 and 10 are the two earliest. A couple right. times at Well, 10, I'm just, I'm just saying that the, earliest, yeah. the fact that he's gone at 9 makes me say that it's actually not really that hot takey because I've, I've seen it happen. In a, in a draft with money on the line. So, like, it's not yep. – you're not the we only had, one, you know. We had QJ fall to 14, 2 tell, two. That's – I'm pretty sure – I want to say that I got him there. I'm not 100% sure. Maybe I just saw him and was hoping I'd get him. But regardless, I've seen him It fall. probably was, but that's also the league where you had, like, all the first-round picks and probably all the second-round picks. Maybe I was just toying can, with ADP then. Too. You can you can fuck the ADP however you want. <laughs> I get it. Um, Matt says, who is the best looking guy to fill in for you, Mike? And why is it Matt Bruning? Glad to see you back. Listen, Matt, I, I, uh, I love that you came on. You're my guy. We will have to do a show together, but some of the slander that you're out there promoting, like I listened to that show on the drive back from the airport coming home. It was a good show, wasn't it? It was a great show, but talk about ruining a trip. Me just seething mad, <laughs> like doing the Arthur fist in my car at I t- I 11 o'clock at night. I on said a it dark on there. Road. I said it on there at least two or three times. Like Mike is somewhere screaming, you know. Oh, like, I was seething fucking mad. Seething mad. So, Matt, uh, it's going to take me a few drinks to get over it, but you, you're a pretty good looking dude. I mean, you're a pretty good looking dude. <laughs> Who, me? I would never. I love, yeah. I love what's going on. I All don't right. know. We've had Felix on. Felix is a strapping man, too. Felix yeah. works out. <laughs> unlike me mike if you haven't seen it uh, everyone here too since we're uh well, you know if you want to do yourself a favor and get some uh funny content that isn't here which i think that you know just mike being back automatically gives us the leg up on anyone here with that point let me say this you need to go check out felix's tiktok and the reason i say this <laughs> is mike have you seen this video <laughs> yes so you know felix is just you know he starts off I, actually you know what i'm not even going to ruin it for everybody i'm not going to give Don't you a play by play him. Go watch it. Go check out Felix's TikTok. Watch like, you know, five, six, seven videos. You'll see it. And when you watch it, you will know this is the one that Adam sent me to go see. So we'll get some extra views your way, to, uh, oh, Felix, man. right there. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, Matt, appreciate the uh, the comments here. All right. Let, let's get some more questions. We have we have a bunch queued up we here. We get the super chat. Oh, we got another super chat? Let's go. Let me, get yeah, it. Let me pull that up. Castle Black again? Oh, no, no. Never mind. That was the first one. Dr. B. B. Harris. Let's go, Dr. B. Harris. Who is the worst quarterback three you would want on a Superflex contending roster? What's the cutoff point? Uh, Dr. B. Harris, I guess the other question that really makes this important is, are we talking lineup or best ball? Because I think for me that does change it a little bit. Oh, man. Worst QB three. Look at that face. You, you That's a good question. You didn't even need to super chat it. That's a great question. Mike is Line thinking. Lineup leagues? Lineup leagues? We can just talk about it from both sides. That's true. 
lineup leagues, man, I guess if if I have elite quarterbacks, elite mm. quarterbacks, I don't even need a QB3. Like, I don't feel good about it, but I don't need one. Yes, you do. Come on. Yes, you do. Come on, man. I'm rocking Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Yes, you like, do. I'm, I'll tell you why you need one. Patrick Mahomes has that kneecap issue again, right? Uh, that's why. It's, and because what happens is then, and I'll tell you why, it can be a lower end one. I'm with you as far as like you don't, you don't actually need one, but what you need is just the appearance of one. Let me say, let me let me phrase why I think you're right, but also to give a little more context. If you have this happen, okay, and let, let's say it's a, a season-ending injury, now people want to break your balls because they know you are needing one. Whereas even if you could stick Ryan Tannehill or right. uh, someone gross in there, it doesn't have the same appearance as like this dude is strapped. And you can also add that turd QB into a deal that helps you get to a quarterback cheaper. Listen, though, if I got my own draft capital or maybe a little bit extra draft capital, I don't need a third one because yes, I do. can go find some shitter. Yes, you do. What if it's uh, no. what what? Yes. What if it's week? What if it's week 14? That's fine. I go find a shitter. Oh, you know how oh, many quarterbacks? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. You, you, you're, you're saying you go find a shitter that just you go find Brock Purdy last year. Gotcha. I go find Brock Purdy. I go find the David Blau started a fucking game. Like I'll pick this dude up off of waivers. But even like week seven, week eight, right? I know Jalen Hurts is going to miss four games. Mm-hmm. Like I can go get a Baker Mayfield, a Ryan Tannehill, a Jimmy Garoppolo. Like there are people out there who are like, please just uh. give me any second. For this fucking guy and get him off my team, like I'm cool in the with. scenario of in the scenario of normal, yes. But a lot of times, I, what I found at least in lineup start nine leagues, ten leagues, where I've had this happen, is all of a sudden the price of the brick goes up, and they're not they know what's happening with you, and it's you know you and me, so they know That's like funny. you got picks, and it's like all right, you're gonna have to pay something stupid for them. So it, my only point is, you want to have a QB three that doesn't have to be very high end there, but you want something. Well, let's just say you have an average roster because I'm just talking about the elite elite. Let's say you have a a QB one and a top QB two guy, and you got a QB in that you know like fifteen to sixteen, seventeen, eighteen range, like somewhere okay. in that. Okay. Yep. What's your comfort level on your QB three? And I would say mine for me is probably somebody in that like twenty to twenty seven, twenty eight range. Let me just for uh, the hypothetical and for people that you know want to have names right. attached to it. So l- let's say let's just give a hypothetical here, Mike. L- let's say you have Trevor Lawrence you're, as your quarterback one, right? And you're rocking Kirk Cousins as your QB two. QB two, perfect. Okay. Um, now, all of a sudden, like what I would like to do in this team is I would like to see right now, especially, can I buy Russell Wilson? Can right. I buy Derek Carr? Right? The, these are the type of things I'm looking to do. Even on a team like this, I, I don't know. people I, panicked on Trey Lance? Can Trey I buy Lance, Trey Lance? Trey because Lance. I think his ceiling is high. Right. If someone's not really attached to Geno, it's a lot further down, but I would pay a second type for Geno, even maybe. You know, something like that where I just want to have. Okay. I want to have a guy that still could be solid for a season. Um, and right. I would pre- I would much prefer to have a guy that I think could be better for multiple seasons, which is more like Derek Carr, more like um, Russell Wilson, more like those types. What I don't right. really want to do, though, here is get much north of that without getting into elite territory. So, for example, I don't want to re- probably go buy um, 
Jordan Love. You know what I mean? I don't like. Th- I think those are the <laughs> things to avoid, right? Don't, don't go by Jordan Love. Don't go by Kenny Pickett. I think I'd probably start with like Goff, um, Russell Wilson, that type range. I, I'd I'd, I'd love to have that Stafford. Even uh, he'd need to be a notch down as far as price, but yeah, I'd, I'd bank on a resurgence there. Even though he's older, I would even maybe check Aaron Rodgers just for you know even if it's for a season or so in in New York. So um, those would be the type of things I think I would do in a lineup league on a contender there personally I, I, best ball league even if i had two studs though i'm gonna need a third at least a third we talked about that's why it's different right that's why it's different and i think there I i'm more willing to actually just buy any of the quarterbacks that are north of like quarterback 25 at the right price you know just right. because i want to have them on my roster period yeah i think best ball for me like it opens up i just want quarterbacks with jobs mm-hmm. do you have a job mm-hmm. right let me just stack these dudes let me ask Brian you. Then, Hill, I know you're not a. Right I know now. you're not a Geno guy. I know you're not a Purdy guy. Yeah. Those two. Let's just talk about it for a second. In, in best ball, um, you want to buy them. What What's your price on? Like, what are you willing to send for a Geno, and what are you willing to send for a Purdy? Because I know you hate Purdy. You pretty much sell everywhere with Purdy. I Purdy, I, w- I wouldn't buy. Okay, there is there is no price period. Fourth rounder. You wouldn't send a third for Purdy. Nope, I wow. sold for third man. Well, multiple, not one. No, singles. You sold us for one, one third. Like three hundred one, three hundred two, three hundred three. Yeah. All right. Well, that's basically a second round pick in this year's class. All right. I mean, okay, fair enough. So not Purdy. So what about Gino then? Gino, second, mid second. What if someone says, uh, you know, what? What if you got three quarterbacks and you you know you need depth there? Someone wants your two hundred three that you acquire from someone else. Would you do it? Someone wants my two hundred three. No. Okay. No, I'm gonna take the shot. So it needs to be. So it need. Okay. So let let let's say. So you you're saying it needs to be like Mike two hundred five and later two hundred six. Two two hundred five. Two hundred five. Two hundred six. What what if at two hundred three Hooker got taken at two hundred one? Let's say. Then it's a kick in the teeth. Then I think we have that conversation. Fair enough. I think I think that's what I'm getting at though. Is shy of getting another quarterback. Like you probably just even go up to the early second if that's what it took to get it done on a contender. No doubt, no doubt for next year, Geno Smith probably scores more fantasy points than Hendon Hooker. But I'm just thinking for the long term, where we're at right now, all these drafts we're doing, mm-hmm. like if this dude got first-round draft capital. Right. Like for the 203, yeah. I'd much rather have that pick because I have the possibility of getting him. And we're talking QBs with upside, like QBs going forward. What's his ADP in our, our real money leagues right now? What, what's his current ADP? Ooh, I got you here. He is the 203. I had a feeling because I would say this. I, I've seen a, on multiple times where he's not there at 203, but I also think that the earlier drafts he was going later, and now he's starting to get more like late the, first, early yeah, second. The latest he ever went is 22 overall, so the 210 for us. And I think that was one of the first ones we did, right? So. Right, and the earliest he's ever gone is the 111. And that was probably the Cody who fucks everything up. Cody. I mean, that's not actually wrong, by the way. Um, we still keep having him back at Savage Semester. I'm trying to find. Oh, here it is. Sorry, uh, Gerard. I, I know you had this question queued up, and I was trying to find it. I had it. I had it starred. What order are you guys ranking the top four quarterbacks right now? Great question, Gerard. I hope you stuck around for this, and if not, I hope you come back to check it out. I'm gonna say top five, top five quarterbacks. <clears throat> In or no, oh, the rookie class. No, this or, is the rookie class. Yeah, rookie sorry. class. Okay, at, well, at least. Easy. Well, I'm. View- Let's answer it both ways because it doesn't clarify. But that's the way I was viewing it. 
Because That's it's part. pretty easily for right. this rookie class, right? Rookie class, right? Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, Will Levis for me, still. Anthony Richardson, still. Wait, you CG have Will Levis at one? Been there, man. Been there. But let me just ask you this because I think we need to at least Would I ever this. take Will Levis no, as the first right. quarterback off the board? You're Fuck, saying no, you think never. that he is in value for you as far as like what you think he can become yes. in the NFL. But cool. you're acknowledging you would never – trade for will levis what you would trade for the other three and you would never draft him as as the same price correct trade trade is a different thing um but really? draft yeah draft really? no draft no okay so what does the trade for look like then like what would you trade for will levis then right now same thing i'd trade for anthony richardson cj stroud bryce Young. what is that what does that look like Look at that You're face. Tra- he does not like to answer this question on air. Ideally, I want to trade some pick this year outside of the top seven. And like two seconds. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that, that would be pretty easy. Like that. Right. That'd be pretty easy. What That's about, my if, idea what about if you couldn't do that? What about if they wanted futures like 24 and later? Okay. So would you send a 24 first and a 24 second? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. Would you send a 24 first and two 24 seconds? That's getting too pricey for any of them. Okay. I'm just, for any of them. I'm just trying because to, of, I'm trying of to get the price out in front of everyone. Yeah, just yeah. so that, but you're saying, first and second. Yeah. But, but you're saying if you were buying in the 24 class as far as futures go, you're going to send that same price for all four. Basically, yeah. they're even. Okay. Yeah. yeah Interesting. I like so, them. So for me, Will Levis, Anthony Richards, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young. But they're all in the same tier for me. And being completely honest, you'll never catch me drafting Will Levis at like 102 as the first because the market doesn't dictate that I have to. You will draft him at 105, though, correct? I will draft him at 105. Right. Those other guys are off the board. I'll take him at 105 all Because he's always going to be there at 105. It's, uh, I shouldn't say always, but damn near always. Um, I've not yeah. seen him go ahead of 104. Unless I'm in a damn draft with you and I'm picking 106, you take him at 105 to be an asshole. Well, I mean, I I will do that. <laughs> I will do that and it's not even to be an asshole. It's just to, to do it. Right. Um, because I, I, I enjoy those type things. But let me say, for me, um, I have currently, uh, Gerard, I, I got A-Rich at 1. I have CJ at two, Bryce at three, and then I have Levis at four. I personally have A. Rich, CJ, and Bryce in a tier. And I, I, I would say this. Before, a few months ago, I probably would have had Will Levis and them, like all pretty close, like Mike was saying, what I would trade for them. But right now, I actually have, like, I would say I have A. Rich as a 1A. Those guys, the other two, is like 1Bs. And then I would have Will Levis in the next tier. And the only reason that actually is is not because I'm trying to project where I think their careers can go. Cause I actually, one of, one of the things I've learned by playing and listening to people that create content and have staunchly fought against all kinds of quarterbacks is that this is the hardest quarterback. This is the hardest position to evaluate is the quarterback position. So we miss here like people that they miss all the time. I mean, Mitch Trubisky went ahead of Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Like, the NFL misses, uh, the community misses, but one thing I can tell you is that from a trade perspective, what you can trade, trading for them is one thing, but trading them away, Will Levis to me does not hold the trade value away even close to those other guys, which is why I put him in the other tier. Not that I don't like the talent, not that I don't think he has a great arm and could develop into something special. 
it's more so that I think that he needs to be in a tier below because of how the community values him. And what the reason I say that is because I also play in a portfolio. If I played in like let's say three leagues and I wanted to take him there, okay, fine. But when I when I play in twenty leagues, what if I don't do that? What it sets me up for, and the reason I say this is, if I end up with let's say ten to twelve shares of Will Levis in twenty leagues, that is problematic. It could be beneficial if he if he pops. Yeah, that'd be awesome. All my teams get that big pop, right? But where it's problematic is. If I have 10 to 12 shares and I can't trade out and I end up having to hold him and the value just is tanking, that's the type of thing that can be really, really damaging to your entire portfolio, which is why I have to put him in a second tier for myself. It, it can be. My biggest pushback on quarterbacks, especially guys who get first round draft capital, is you don't have to worry about that year one. It doesn't matter. And you really don't have to worry about it until like midway through year two. No, right. but you also... I think with Will Levis, there's a scenario where the if the pop doesn't come, the floor is a lot lower. Whereas, but Stroud, you don't even need you don't you don't need the pop. You know what I mean? But but if the pop doesn't come, he's basically still where he's at value wise, which is today trading lower than those other three is what I'm kind of getting at. Man, I, I, I'd say yes, but I've seen this Trey Lance bullshit for the last couple of years, and it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. But Trey Lance was. The community loved Trey Lance, right? Even though he didn't do anything, they right. he was going two oh three after he, he didn't has, play for a whole year. He has all the tools that you ever want, right? Yeah, but they also right. they also everybody thought that Trey Lance was like this cheat code quarterback no, 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 run no, no, into no, no, football no, no. and all this, that. This is this is what I mean, Adam. This is what I'm talking about is the fact that I mean, you talk about uh, maybe the the floor isn't as bad for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young if they don't do anything. Right. I'm saying that. People have bailed so fast now on Trey Lance, and they hate him so damn much oh, that it doesn't I, matter. Like it. that 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 is that is the fallacy to me. Not the got fact it. that that people don't like them more than Will Levis. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm with you. Maybe maybe the fall off is faster in Will Levis. Like he gets written off quicker, more close to like a Zach Wilson right. than Trey Lance. But it doesn't matter. Like if you're bad and the community turns on you, they fucking turn on you, right? They don't care if you have every tool, you're 6'4", 220 pounds and, and run a four four forty, and you ran for over 1,000 yards in college like Trey Lance. You have all the tools and a fantastic offense. When they turn on you, they turn on you. <laughs> like it's done. So it doesn't matter for CJ Stroud or Brush on. Like I, I think maybe – I can I can make the the concession that for Will Levis maybe it's a little bit quicker, right? But it, okay, but to say like it'll it's not as bad for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young it'll still be bad. Like if no, they're fucking horrible, when the cliff the starts coming, it will not be good. I'm a, I'm in 100 percent right. agreement. But I think the floor starts higher for them, and I think they'll be given a little bit longer than Will Levis because the community's ready to write him off on any first bad pass. That's part of the that, problem. That's fair. I mean, so the so, so it's just it's just a. Well, but but Kenny Pickett also is quarterback nineteen right now, right? He actually right. lost value, but it's really because of just the the quarterback room. My only point is, Will Levis has a shorter leash with the dynasty community. He has a lower floor starting point. So if I'm overexposed there, it's harder for me to trade out because I do actually need a little bit of bump in value to actually make the pivot out for the spot. I'm not saying that I'm I'm out on Will Levis. I'm just saying that I'm gonna put him in another tier because of those reasons and. You'll see if unless you know Mike got him, I'm I'm not letting him pass 106, 107. So I'm not out. I'm just he's in my quarterback two range uh, for this. He's in my tier two for this class. Um, and those are the reasons why. Like it or not, hate it, whatever you have to say, that's that's where I'm at. 
uh, I've missed before. Just finished a 12-team Superflex PPR 1.5 tight end premium best ball startup. The running back room is Ramondre, A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris, Gibson, Samaje, Tajay Spears, and Kendra Miller. He just added through the rookie draft. What do you think of that room? Any construction uh, moves to be made? 29-man rosters. Mr. B, I'm assuming this is lineup, and um, I think that does matter a little bit for me if it's lineup or best ball. But I'm going to start. You put, you put best ball in there. Best oh, we did. Oh, right sorry. There, yeah. No, no. Best ball. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Mike, because that that doesn't matter. Best ball. And it's start fine. ten. Start ten. It, best ball. I think it's fine. Like, I kinda, fully agree. Best ball. It's fine. Best ball. It's fine. Lineup. I'd probably be shitting myself a little bit because I don't have the anchor. Yeah, you don't have but, the uh, one hammer, right? You want at right, least right. one in the top twelve ish. Like I think these dudes are all fine. Um, Smaje. Maybe does something for you. That, that that's almost kind of guy. He's definitely on the borderline of like whether I'm interested at all in in basketball leagues at all. Like kind of the we talk about the reverse roster cloggers. Scott always talks about the wide receivers as roster cloggers. I have running back roster cloggers. He might be a running back roster clogger in best ball. To He's, be honest, so you have to evaluate him quickly in the season. Because he could right. be one. He could be one, even if he's not. Right What's now, his role? Does he actually have a good one? If yes. he doesn't have a role early in the season, and mm-hmm. then Javante Williams comes back, like he's he's basically dead. Like he's over with. But I think this is fine to get by with. Like I'd probably want another couple guys. I want to go buy another one, two, maybe three. Twenty-nine man rosters deep enough. We did a roster construction series with thirty-man rosters, and I think we kind of settled on eight. That's what I was you just definitely gonna say. Just you definitely don't eight. have the the studs to, yep. to you know when we talk about like if you had like Barkley and JT and and like maybe two or three other guys you go like I don't need eight I can probably get by with six I can probably get by with five maybe mm-hmm. you don't have those guys so you probably want to be at the eight so you're gonna need a few more um, but the good news is everybody hates running backs and they're pretty easily acquirable yeah I think. Um... I think, Mike, you just kind of hit, hit what I was going to talk about, and that was we, we did this uh, running back um, discussion with the Best Ball Roster Construction Series. Uh, Mike, Mike still thinks he's on a boat. You can just kind of pick up and go where you where you have to. pretty sure he's got to go to the bathroom. But um, a- anyway, uh, Mike, you didn't catch that, did you? No, I didn't. I have this sump pump. So just a little caveat, man. I'll let you finish your point. But well, I was just Friday, my, my, my point was actually that I, th- I said that uh, Mike still thinks he's on a boat. You can just kind of pick up and go around the boat as you sorry, want to. Sorry, sorry. But on Friday, it was 82 fucking degrees here in Iowa. And uh, today it's snowing and uh, snowing hard. So my sump pump <laughs> just started running and wouldn't shut off. So I was like, I got to close that for the people. All right. What would you say? Scott also says that's a beautiful room in the lineup league. I mean, I, I think it can be, too. You don't have a hammer, but you can also buy one later. Um, the, the one thing I was going to say about that, though, is that we, we talked about the running back room, right, and how you want to have eight. Um, I think, you know, having seven right now, like I, I, I don't know what your pick situation is, and that would actually be my next biggest thing is if I'm in a best ball league with this roster, like I, I feel perfectly fine right now. I actually have running back rooms that are worse than this, and I have aspirations to contend. But I think what you have elsewhere is a big part of it. So do you have a bunch of receivers that you can you know, leverage for depth at the running back position when needed? Do you have draft capital? Are you liquid? But right. You don't have to have the full running back room built today. But that as a starting spot is, a, is I think, a perfect place. 
Now, would you like at some point as you make the contending run during the year to trade for maybe one that's a little more of a hammer? Sure, but you don't have to do that right now. You, you can wait and see who's been injured, who hasn't. You don't have to wait for that landmine today. You can do it later, but you have these seven right now, which will get you by enough that you should be in the playoffs and definitely in the mix. Then if you decide you want to send you know, maybe what you think is your late first or a couple seconds or a young receiver or something – for a running back that's a hammer, you can do that. You don't need to do that right now, and I think that room is perfectly fine. Is there, like, somebody that's locked into multiple spike weeks and consistency weeks? Not necessarily, but you don't need that. Uh, Definitely in best ball. And in lineup, you can still, you know, find a way to make it work, but I don't need to have a hammer at running back right now. I think you're perfectly fine with those seven, if I'm being completely honest. Mm -hmm. I can get behind it. I don't mind it in best ball. Like I probably want to add one or two more, to be honest. But yeah, you, but you don't have to do it in April, I guess is the way I'm saying. You already had your Correct. draft. You have seven. <laughs> you you thousand you, percent. You have you can ride with that even for the first few weeks and then make adjustments. I would like to have probably another one, maybe two, but I think like right now you're perfect. Well, that, that's the thing too. Like we're gonna know in a couple weeks. A lot of those running back rooms are gonna change, right? Like you had Ramondre on there. They don't draft anybody. They don't bring yeah. anybody in. Damian Harris, right, has already changed. So you start you start feeling a lot better about Ramondre. Like the Bills, if they don't add anybody to their running back room, you start feeling better about Damian Harris's possible role in Buffalo. Right. right. But again, conversely, if they were to draft a guy in each one of those spots, you go, mm, I only got seven. I probably need two or three more. But a lot of the beer, uh, the Bards. Um, sorry, I'm, I, I, Beards is on the mind because Mike has the new beard grown. Ballad of the Bards. Come on, man. I'm just here's what I want to say, Mike, is that uh, this is a question that shouldn't be I shouldn't have put this on the screen because um, Mike's very biased about one of these. But go yes. ahead, man. Oh, hell yeah. Like first part, do I foresee a return of Zach Wilson? He's getting another shot. He's getting another shot. This I don't know that it has anything to do with Aaron Rodgers necessarily. Like, I don't know that he's going to be there in New York for multiple seasons. That part doesn't bother me. If he ever even gets to New York, like, it feels like we haven't heard shit about it since the Pat McAfee show. That's True. it. Yeah, that it, was it, months ago. You may not have an announcement for a while still. Um, yes, he's getting another shot. And I have Zach Wilson all over the place. Not just my bias, but he's dirt cheap. You can get him for a third-round pick. Worth trading Jimmy G for him and the Jacoby Brissett or Taylor Heideke. Oh, Trade away Jimmy G and get a Jacoby Brissett and a Zach Wilson? Fuck. I'm in on that. I'd do that. There's a good possibility Ooh. Jacoby Brissett's a starter in Washington. They don't do anything there. What, Sam what, what about actually your boy not Sam good. Howe? I, I, I know, but he's a fifth-round pick, Adam. Come on. You All right, hold on. Stop. You have to have more love for Sam Howell than Zach Wilson right now. I do, but okay. we also right. saw that. Okay. That's all I'm asking. That's all I asked. We don't, also saw don't that. fight me. I, I, it's not the card table. Don't don't hit me. All right. <laughs> yeah, I trade away Jimmy G for Zach Wilson and Jacoby Brissett. What would you? Would you? Mm-mm. No. Bet best ball. Best ball. I might actually do that. Best ball. I might actually do that if I had enough lineup. I think I'd struggle because there's a chance that neither one of those guys is worth anything in, in lineup leagues. There's a chance. Jimmy there's a chance. There's a chance neither of those. Leagues. There's a chance neither of them are worth any worth anything in in. Uh, best ball leagues too but like How good i at least get jimmy i at least g get is. two shots jimmy g i think as much as i hate him 
I hate him, by the way. I think I can trade him for a lot more for the next. I have a long time, Mike, until we play football. And I think I can trade him as the starter for the Raiders. What happens when they when they draft somebody? What what happens then? He's still going to be the starter day one. People are going to tell themselves that story, whether it's right or wrong. Fuck out of here, man. I'll take Zach Wilson and Jacoby Brissett over Jimmy G. I won't no do it. No question about it. I won't do it. Doesn't matter the format. Won't do it. Oh, wow. Won't do it. Because I'm telling you, I think I have a longer time to trade Jimmy G. Zach Wilson, we already know with Zach Wilson, he is so depressed in value. When I pick him up, I'm not trading him away. Like If, if I pick him up, the idea is to hold him until he gets a value resurgence, correct? Ah, man, I can't do it. Just, <laughs> the just, Jimmy just, G. Just answer that part fun. of the question. I understand that you want the other side. Just give me that What's part it? of the question. What's Zach it? Wilson, when you pick him up in a trade, you're looking to hold him for value resurgence. You're not going to just right. flip him again for – He's not flippability. Right. So so that's my point is I have to hold him now for four months plus with the idea of he is just strictly a hold because no one's going right. to pay anything for him. There's more people interested in your league in Zach Wilson than there will be Jimmy G. No, that's not true. I've seen Jimmy Come G. Come on, more man. More. There I is have. not a – I have. There is – I'm saying there is I know is you're more, bullish on him. No, I'm not saying price. I'm saying number of people in your league would be interested in acquiring a Zach Wilson versus a Jimmy G. I don't actually think so. Come on, man. Zach Wilson's 12 for 12 in a 12-team league. Jimmy G is like 4 for 12. There's four contending teams that go like, I think like, you're more bullish on Wilson. A- I, I'm telling you there's not 12 people in my most of my leagues that are interested in acquiring Zach Wilson. Come on. I'm just telling you. Actually, it, chat, t- tell if I'm wrong, t- say it's All me. Right. If it's Mike, say it's him. Are you interested you name, in acquiring Zach Wilson? One rebuilding team in your league that goes like, I want Jimmy G on this squad. None. Not a fucking one. I'm telling you there's contenders and rebuilders that don't want any piece of Zach Wilson, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I still like my but that's why. But that's why I'm saying if you, if you answer the question, <laughs> who wants more – it's Jimmy G. Yes, there's not Come every on. team's going to want them, but I'm telling you there's I'm telling you there's leagues full that nobody wants Zach Wilson at all. It's I know wild. it's crazy, but I'm telling you that's the truth. Let's that's hear. Wild. It. Do we have anything? That's fair. Okay, that's here we go. Wild. Agree wild. with ATM on this one. Zach, yeah, Zach doesn't count though. Zach, honestly, Zach, it's bad for me that we started off this way. Um, <laughs> Jimmy G. No one wants Zach. Okay, John, that's at least better for me. I want zero Zach Wilson, even on a shitty orphan. Um, 18th round of a startup right now. Zach Wilson still on the board. Oh, wow. I'd acquire Zach Wilson for $5. Fab. I actually wasn't sure if I was going to be right. Mike convinced me. He was so animated. I thought he was going to be right. So I'm at least glad to see that. Zach, you had me nervous because when it was Zach as the first person to speak up, I thought I was wrong for this sure. Is just, this just proves my point of that tweet I sent out a couple years ago. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world Jimmy G is a good quarterback. Uh, no, but so so here can I say my last point on Jimmy G and we'll move on. Go ahead. The reason I say that is because I don't actually want him, but I think that people are more willing to buy him right now. So the whole question I asked you was phrased in a way of Zach Wilson to me is a hold and I have to hope for resurgence to make that worth it. J- Jacoby Brissett is not someone that people think of as a sexy name. If he's a if he's a starting quarterback officially, then it makes more sense. To me, as gross as Jimmy G is, he's the most movable piece there. And I, I will be trying desperately to do that because I don't actually believe in Jimmy G. So the uh, long-winded way of saying that's why I want that side. They're coming back out swinging for Zach Wilson, man. Jimmy G's fucking horrible. God. Golly. I'm glad he's off the boat. You know what? We need, <laughs> Mike, Mike needed this. Back to reality. You know, the card table, all the, the – 
playing with all these, you know, cards with all these, you know, rich and big time names. We're we're back to reality here, man. South Harmon is going to be right in your face. Do you ever draft for uh, team need over value? 12 team lineup start 11. QBs are Burrow, Watson, Kyler. I have picks 101, 104, 107. Do you ever draft for team need over value? I don't know why. Was in August? I'm just trying to figure out, though, like with the the follow-up to that. Like so, he has a good quarterback room, and he has these. So he's he's basically trying to phrase: Is it worth it at 104 to take JSN? I'm, I'm kind hmm. of getting out of this. I, I, if I can view it that way, I would say this. Um, do I, I wouldn't do it. I normally I don't do it. Do. I normally don't do it because it, it also depends, right? Now, if we're talking just running back versus receiver in certain spots later, yes, absolutely. Like if I'm looking at my team and I'm like. You know what? This team really doesn't have a lot of running backs. I'm gonna take Sharps at 110 instead of Zay Flowers. Like I will do that, right? Because it's also the same tier for me. So if that makes sense. But what I'm not gonna do in a in a spot here where I'm in a huge position to leverage the quarterback position, go shy away from that for need, right? So so what I mean is JSN's great, but I'll take Bijan at 101. I'll take the best quarterback at 104, and if Will Levis is at 107, I'll take him too. Because now all of a sudden, I have five quarterbacks, and you have to come to me when you need one. And I think that will end up netting you more than probably whatever you'll, whatever you'll take at 107 ahead of Will Levis, which is Addison or, right. or Quentin Johnson or whatever. So I think it, it, a lot of it, to answer the first question, is it comes down to the situation and the tier and what my team looks like. But here in the quarterback horde mode, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm with you. I don't if, – if it's in the same tier, I'm with you. Like I, right. I look at my roster construction and go like, I'd probably use more wide receivers. I'll, I'll forego the Zach Charbonnet to take a an Addison or a Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers or whoever the hell it may be. Mm-hmm. This one, the way you're sitting at, I mean the, the picks one through seven are in a different tier than me. So it – at least the the plus note at 107 like you don't really get a choice like <laughs> at least in my mind it doesn't matter if it's uh Will Levis or it's Jameer Gibbs like you're getting whoever the hell's left period so they make the choice for you but at 104 um I wouldn't forego the quarterback Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson whoever that that QB3 is to take JSN but I understand if you do because at least it's at 4 like if he if he said like I had 101 and 102 and I'm thinking about not taking a quarterback at 102 because I want JSN that's where I go I don't know I don't know about that I'm with you I'd rather just take the two quarterbacks Bijan Young Will Levis and go like all right I have 5 there's only 32 starters. <laughs> Most of them are shit, like Jimmy G. Right. You got to come to me for a good one. And Agreed. now I'm going to go get a wide receiver that's probably better than JSN, <laughs> like T. Higgins, or what we so, talked right. about when we did the trade show, right? Like that's what I'm going to go try to get. So yes, uh, we agree there. Uh, by the way, Dustin Rockburn, appreciate this. Uh, no one's Jesus. buying Zach Wilson. At least Jimmy is <laughs> going to start and attract interest. See, this is the bad part. Everyone about, like, who has Zach. The, the highlighted chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But here, I was going to actually show this, too, because uh, there, there is one, and, and uh, someone says, why not take a shot on Wilson, though? What can hurt? So um, I don't actually That's disagree Alex. with this statement, Alex. I, I guess because, like, you're right. There's If Zach Wilson actually gets a resurgence, he will go higher than Jimmy G because Jimmy G is a safe, not sexy quarterback. But 
right now for tradeability is the reason that uh zach did send a super chat so we have to get to it we're obligated well then that's not even close uh alex (laughs) not that we don't value the question but it has to go to zach um 12 team super flex half point ppr two tight end best ball would you give 108 golf for 105 terrace marshall Jawan johnson oh man we're we're getting to another mike love go ahead mike you tell us first the Terrace Marshall thing really doesn't do shit for me. Best ball, best ball, best ball does. Ever. Best ball does. It's not, it's not a lot, but it's a little. Would I give one hundred eight in golf? No, I don't think I would. I wouldn't. Oh, that's big for Mike to say no with Jawan Johnson. So, so the reason why when I look at this is right. Uh, golf versus one hundred five. I'll take one hundred five because right. I want that quarterback versus Jared Goff. Yeah. And even if that's Levis, um, or you know, probably there's a chance that JSN goes earlier, or you could maybe flip if someone was like, right. "Okay, I want JSN at 105." You could do some stuff with that. So I want that piece for sure over golf. But then all of a sudden, like, let's even say you win that by a little bit. I think what you lose in 108 versus Terrace Marshall and Jawan Johnson is enough to make me not want to do the deal. Even if I won it by a Jawan Johnson level. <laughs> I'm looking at it go like, I can't pay the 108. No. When I when I get to Juwan Johnson, right, as much as Mike loves him, and I and I have plenty of shares. That basically, if I don't have it, it's because Mike has it and yes. he's bought some from me. But oh. I, I got a love for Juwan Johnson. It's not as much as Mike. But I'm see, when it gets to 108 territory, like Juwan Johnson just doesn't – I want to buy Juwan Johnson cheap. Let me say it that way. I don't want to get to this oh, level. I want to buy Juwan Johnson for like the 209. Yes, that's what I'm looking for. That's or exactly worse. what I'm looking for. <laughs> that's what I want to buy him for. Yeah, all right. So, uh, BB Gurus, in a 28-round best ball startup with draft picks included, in the last rounds, are you taking vets or fourth-round rookie picks? Players available are Robert Woods, uh, Allen Robinson, Cordell Patterson, Chanel Range. So, Mike, I mean, the question really is, like, Woods, A-Rob, C-Pat, Chanel, or a fourth? Right now, if I'm in the startup, I'm shooting my shot at many of these rookies as possible. Like these fourth-round guys, I mean, so much can change in a couple of weeks at them where you go like, oh, shit, look mm-hmm. at this guy. He got draft capital. Right, uh, right, 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 so right, right. Good example, like some fourth-round guys for us uh, in these 13 drafts that we're doing. Kenny McIntosh, Xavier Hutchinson, Eric Gray, uh, Jaden Reed, Parker Washington, Rakeem Jarrett, who you, mm-hmm. got, you and Matt were just talking about. Yep. Uh, Zach Kuntz, Will Mallory, Stetson Bennett, not as much, but Keaton Mitchell, Mo Ibrahim, like those kind of guys. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like Mo Ibrahim is a early day three draft pick. Right. He goes round four to a good landing spot. Mm-hmm. Is he worth a 412 now? Hundred fucking percent. Like, let me shoot my shot sure, on it in a best sure, league. Sure. Let me see if this guy wins a role. Like we saw Elijah Mitchell come in and carve a role out in his rookie year with worse oh, yeah. draft capital. Definitely. We saw James Robinson undrafted. Right. Like we've seen these guys come in out of nowhere and carve out roles at the running back spot. So Lavisca Chenault probably ain't ever doing anything for you anymore. CPAT is probably on his way out. Robert Woods, A. Rob. Maybe a Rob, if you wanted to get back in, like you were like these last couple years have just been an aberration. But I think the writing's kind of on the wall for this guy, man. Like the the clock is is 
almost ran out. Like it's Julio Jones, but younger. <laughs> it's it's like done. Fun while it lasted, but it's probably over. But yeah, yeah, I'd rather just take these fourth round rookie guys, these fourth round rookie picks <clears throat> right now. I, I would say this. I I think Zane, my, Mike is correct in the time that we are currently in because there's a lot more excitement for any of the rookies and, and I, uh, you can kind of go back to some, uh, a short I put on here about how the tight end market moves. Right. And there's so many tight ends in this range in the fourth round that you can shoot your shot on that. Even if it's not today, when they have, you know, even a couple decent weeks, all of a sudden, um, you know, all, all these rookie tight ends will be exciting for people and you can move it. So there is scenarios like that there, but l- let's say it's not one of those tight ends that hits, or it's not a player that gets the right landing spot. If you're an active trader, I think that I want the pick for sure, the fourth round type picks, because little bumps in value all the time and just youth in general is the movement right now. But if you're someone that doesn't make like a ton of trades, Zane, and, and like it's okay either way, like it doesn't mean that you're, you know, a, a batter, a good dynasty trader or player, whether you trade at, like heavily frequently or just sometimes. But knowing that for yourself, I think, is a big thing because let's say you do this, take this shot, and you're just going to ride it into the start of the season. Like, I hate to tell you, but most of the fourth-round picks are going to be valued behind these players, at least some of them, like Robert Woods and and A-Rob. C-Pat, I don't know. Chenault's probably really gross, but in best ball might be a little higher. So my point is, if you're someone that's not looking to move, like you're shooting a shot that could absolutely be higher, but has a lot of risk in dynasty. And we've seen so many fourth and fifth round picks that we thought were really cool be nothing. So that's, I think the big thing for me, if you're someone that makes a lot of moves and you can move off of these type of players, um, whether it's a value bump or just right now what their value is. And they're a little more sexy, believe it or not, than these gross old guys take the pick. If you're someone that's like going to draft and hold until the start of the season and then see, I'm a little more okay taking the vets in that scenario. I'm with you. Cool. I'm with you. All right. Um, I'll tell you what, Mike. We still got to record 4D tonight, and uh, he's fresh off the boat. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you, what do you think? A couple more questions, or do you want to go a little more long, a little longer than that? Let's get five. Five more questions, we'll bounce out. I got I like five on five. it. All right, five like, questions, Like man. Trey Lance, the number five. Wow. You know what? I, I may have to send my jersey to Mike because he is – I love me some Trey Lance, but Mike has become – Mike and I – what's really funny is if you go back, you'd have to be a Patreon member. But negative if you go back 10% and look, chance that jersey fits me. <laughs> you, could put it, you could put it up, and it still means more. Because here's the thing. Go back to the Patreon days when it was just us there, small podcast. We had a, like, late night. And I'll never forget because I used to sit in a kitchen wooden chair. And if I talked too long, I'd wake up the next day and I'd go to sit in my car like, wow, I was way too long talking with Mike because my ass would be killing me. We talked for three hours on this, like, uh, you know, Trey Lance trade that Mike threw me and the value of Trey Lance. And I was so staunchly on Trey Lance and he was the opposite. Look how much it's flipped in a matter of time, man. And I got his jersey and everything. And uh, Mike is loving him some Trey Lance. He's acquiring him everywhere. Um, I, lo- I love what I'm seeing. But all right, Can't five help. questions. Five questions. If you want one of them, for sure, super chat it. If not, we will get to five questions. All right, we got. I have a bunch actually starred. So let me go back and find these. Now that it's five, I feel like I, there's more pressure. Like there is more pressure to make them good. Yeah. Do I pick like which ones do I pick? Um, let's see. This is tough now. All of a sudden, like the uh, 
you weren't there for this, man. We got a lot to catch up to do on what you missed back here with uh, Rip and a lot of things. We'll, we'll get you caught up. All right. <laughs> Koopa Troop, uh, in a lineup league start 10, I'm looking to trade for Saquon and then throw shit at the fan in RB2. Fair enough. It's half PPR. I have no running backs, but I like that plan with two elite quarterbacks, pits, oh, and yeah. good receivers. We've talked about that before. Like I've I'm definitely more open to that kind of transition where I played the hero hero RB approach mm-hmm. and just throw junk at the wall at my second RB spot. Easily. I love this. I, I picked but one the that rest was of good. the roster, it wasn't even a question. <laughs> the rest just... of the roster, yeah, the rest of the roster needs to be good. Like needs to be good around you. Yes, I would agree with that too. All right, Sean says uh, we won't even count that. That wasn't actually a question. One. Sean, 12-team Superflex, start 10, traded Lamb in the 102, got Chase, Tua, Damian Pierce, thoughts. The fuck? How'd you do that? <laughs> that is um, that is How? really impressive. So Damian Pierce carries that type of weight? Wow. Because, Mike, I mean. No, he didn't even. I mean, he traded Lamb in the 102. I don't even give a fuck about getting Damian Pierce back. No, no, I'm saying is, though, like. You so right now you and I would both probably put two ahead of one hundred two, correct? Yes. But the difference in Lamb and Chase outweighs that difference. Would Big you time. agree? And then and then why Pierce is on your side is like, like yeah. I, is, is Pierce is Pierce a th- I'm saying is Pierce a throw in now? Let, let's say someone viewed that deal as equal. Is Pierce the throw in to get you over the top? Is that how bad he's fallen? I, I don't know. Maybe. Apparently, I have like, no idea how the hell this guy was valued. Because they, they must really hate Tua. Well, yeah, because uh, uh, they definitely do. They definitely chase definitely over Lamb do. by by a lot, a lot. Yeah, and it's big time. I'm taking Tua over the 102. Maybe some people aren't, and uh, probably the people that keep trade cut. I think that but, I, th- I think that's actually not even hot takey at this point, just because people are really scared off of Tua. Right. Rewind earlier in the episode, uh, Mike talked about how. It doesn't mean that you have to be like all in on Tua, but that they picked up the fifth year option. There's a lot of right. discussion that Mike has that's reasons where Tua shouldn't quite be valued as low as probably some people are. So, um, anyway, Sean go f- killed this trade, man. That's Get that's Chase Tua, Damian Pierce. I would say this: I would do the trade without Damian Pierce. The reason I talked about Damian <laughs> Pierce, he carries this type of weight. It was more sarcasm of like, he's, we're you. just we're just throwing him around. Like he's just you know. <laughs> I thought you meant he like carried this kind of weight. I'm like, are you reading this thing wrong? Because nah, no, 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 no. I'm, the way I, mean, I look like, at it, he got him for free. <laughs> well, what's funny to me is like I I remember doing a short video, uh, gosh, like in the in the fall when I was like three players to be very cautious when buying. And I remember like Pierce was one because he was in the top 10 discussion of dynasty value. And, and they were like, yeah, he's equal to a 24 first on keep trade cut. And I was like, keep that pick and thank me later. And uh, <laughs> now it's all of a sudden like, a, throw him away. Like he's just, you know, just nothing in this. And now I'm back in. Here we are. Um, okay. You, we actually got a super, a super chat. We got a super chat. Another $5 is the least I can do with, uh, to thank for Mike Payne league dues on the orphans this offseason. That's I'm not going to s- spit it out here, what he paid, but uh, apparently it was hefty, like Nino Brown giving out frozen turkeys. Um, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Castle Black. Loved it. Love the super chat. Appreciate you, my guy. All right, three. <laughs> T-Rock, Mike, who did you miss arguing with the most while you were away? Ooh. And did you tell Adam about us yet? Uh, let's give him something. Let's give him something to talk what the, about. What the? Hell? I have no idea. First what off, you guys talked about. So uh, apparently, I need to be brought in on this. Which first off, I would say I miss arguing with Rip 
Cody the most, but I usually just walk away like dumbfounded. Uh, by the and, way, we we have a new uh, we have a new patron as of five minutes ago at Pass City. Oh, if you're on the stream, uh, appreciate you, Pass City. Appreciate you. Welcome in. Um, I, I do miss arguing with Cody, but also I I didn't miss it because I walk away every argument we have going like I don't even know what he's talking about. How the hell did Trey Sermon come into this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but come on, man. Who did I miss arguing the most while I was away? Adam. Like we don't argue that often, but we do. It's fantastic. Like how much he loves Jimmy G. He's a Jimmy G fan. And did I tell him about us? No. No, there is no us yet, T-Rock. All right? I'm not that kind of girl. <laughs> not that kind of girl. Sorry, T-Rock. You jumped the gun. Um, you misread all the signals. Um, shot a shot too early, man. And now the worst part is the whole world knows, too. It wasn't like you just DM'd it or like it was an old, back in the day, like an AOL instant messenger, right? You kind of like shot your yeah. shot and then the girl just lets you down easy and then like, all right, nobody yeah. has to know. There's uh, 71 concurrent viewers that have to know, and I, I tell you based on our views that there's going to be a lot of people that know um, when it's all said and done. But Like it could have been like as simple as like a you up text at 2 in the morning. Right. That would have been better played. Right. On to it. Yeah. yeah. And Mike would have been up, right? He'd been getting pizza. He'd have been, you know, showing right. the Dolphins up. legends where the pizza is. Like follow me. Um, follow but... the fat kid. I got you. All right. So what would you say? We got two more. Two more. Right, two, more. two more. Let's see. And then my bladder is going to explode. You think too. I'd have better training after being on a cruise for seven days? But I definitely did. Um, okay. Apparently, mojitos don't make you pee that much. I don't think I put this on here, and I had to start. So I'm glad I'm scrolling That's back. Right. Up. Good, Garrett. All right, uh, twelve team superflex half PPR start ten. This is Debbie. Would you do Gibbs, Addison, Raheem Sanders, and probably Neighbors or another near first player for Jamar Chase? Would have nothing coming in 24 and 25 is thin. Oh, man, that is so many people. So many people. I think the start answer is 10, yes, though. though. I think the answer is yes and start 10. I think you're probably right. The answer is probably yes. But I can see myself also being on the other side going like, I'm going to make the Gibbs, Addison, Raheem Sanders bet. And just those is, three I would do. And then my, I'm going like, and you're going to give me like – Malik Neighbors? My my thing is this, I would actually say. I, I I like the value there, but in start 10, like either Gibbs or Raheem Sanders, I would like to be like, – even if you want to keep those. Even if you want to keep those, like Addison needs to be a little further north at receiver or something. Like I don't, what I don't want to have is that in two years, the running back position of these types can go so far south, and then I have nothing left at receiver. I, I need but something a little half, higher. It is half PPR. Which is, but but here's the difference in half PPR because I'm with you. But the the problem is they don't match to the flex, but the positional advantage still is really high. So Chase still matters a lot. Garrett, I'm gonna say yes. Yes, Send you it. make this trade. But Send I, it. I'm glad I got I, Mike on board. Damn it, I'm glad I got mm, Mike on board. I love what I'm hearing. JB what? would kill me. JB would never. JB would be all about the Raheem Sanders part. <laughs> you could just stop right there. JB, if I'm you're here. Gonna, Put some sense into Mike. Um, he's been gone for a while. He needs to get back to earth, you know. Um, All right. Back to reality. Snap back this to is reality. It. This is it. This is it. Last question. J-Dog, would you trade uh, the 103 London and a 24 first or the 23 108 for Justin Herbert? Oh, no. I think it's uh, – I don't know if it's or. I think or so with there. the slash. I think with the slash. It's or? Either or. Okay. 
So would you trade 103 London and the tw- uh, and a 24 first or the 23 108 for Justin Herbert? 12 team superflex. So he put 12 team superflex. If this is a best ball league, I would say that it is very close. And Lineup, you could yes. Pick, you could pick your side. Lineup mm-hmm. league, yes. Lineup league, anything less than like start 14, a thousand percent, yes. How about that? You could yeah, have because... my 103, Drake London, and the. I would prefer to send the 23 108. Like, 100... if you get the choice there, let's Dude, send the 108. I was going to say, if it's, a, if it's a either or your Smash pick, Herbert. it's 100% 108. It's not your 24 first, first and foremost, just period. Um, that's a clear tier break in this class. And even though the 24 first, if your team ends up being really good, could be late, there's so much. Um, ambiguousness for that pick right and there's just a, a scenario where you can trade it for more 108 today is addison qj we've already had a conversation which makes it totally different if i can send the 103 london and the 108 for herbert like i'm not i'm not gonna lie I'm like I, i'm doing this in all formats that aren't like best ball start more than 12 right the the deeper best ball ones it, it becomes closer i think i should probably still do it because i have an affinity for those those elite quarterbacks um, but I would say the conversation definitely shifts where I'm going like, could I get by with the 103 London? And uh, in, in my opinion, if I was on the receiving side, it'd be your 24 first. I don't want your Oh, yeah. You, you keep the 108. Let me get your 24 first instead. And I think yeah. I would have a conversation about that depending on where my team was. In a best ball league, in a lineup league, this is. Yeah, because I, I, think, I think the thing too is that you have to understand too with the way I the way I play, right? The way Mike probably plays similarly is in best ball. It's hard. Like I really have a hard time tearing up, and like our principles are rooted in what Mike is, you know, known as now as the tear down king. And <laughs> the, the the truth about that is, is that's basically what I'm going to do on the large majority of my trades. And what I'll do is even craftily, you might not see it today, but I'll be picking up value over and over and over again, right? But what I will ultimately do always is buy the elite quarterbacks when I'm not adding one to the deal. And the reason I say, and it's so big, that you don't add your 24 first and you add the 108 is if everything collapses on you, that 24 first carries far more appreciation value than what does the 108 that's locked in as this today. And that's why if you can do it for 103 London and the 108, it's Justin Herbert. It is a, it's a, in best ball, it would be a premium to pay. But, you know, you can make up those extra two pieces you lost a lot better in other trades than you can finding an elite quarterback. So, basically in all formats, it's, uh, it's Justin Herbert's side. If, unless you're in a league that is more degenerate, like we run some on South Harmon where it's 12-team super flex best ball and we're starting 13 and north, then we start having a little more of a conversation where you better be rostered really appropriately to pick up the Herbert side here. But... Uh, I'd say 95, 98% of the times right. Herbert wins this trade here. So, right. He also says lineup league. Sorry, guys. So, um, smash it. It was still, it was still a good discussion for everyone else listening. It wasn't their question, but, uh, J Dog, this is make it, make it the 108, smash it. If you add, if you make it the 108 and he wants a, you know, a, a late second kicker or something in lineup leagues, you just do it and get it done. So, uh, Mike, man. He's back. He is back off the boat. <laughs> He's what a T-Rock put. <laughs> what a T-Rock put. I didn't see it. <laughs> Sheesh. If Mike would have gotten taken, I would have had to, to Carl. Oh, my goodness. 
What is wrong with y'all, man? Oh, I appreciate it, T Rex. <laughs> about to leave my wife, too. Um, right. We got to get the hell out of here. Apparently, it's time to go. Uh, we appreciate everyone tapping in to uh, South Harmon AMA. Thank y'all. Sunday Thank AMA. We have uh, we have one more coming. So right, it'll be right. this coming up Sunday, Mike. Right, we'll do another one on this uh, this upcoming Sunday, and then uh, we'll Switch have the back. whole draft stream. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that'll be the that following week. Weekend, and then uh, we can get back on to uh, Tuesday nights. Get back going. Yeah, so, I'll be so done next, with nights. Thank God. Yeah, so so next week, make sure you're back here for Sunday night AMA. Uh, the following week, make sure you're tapping into us. We'll be on Destination Debbie for the first two days for the draft stream. Um, Thursday and Friday. Day three, Saturday. We will be having we, day three on our end. What's up? Who knows? Maybe Ray wants us to do day three on his end, too. Well, maybe. I don't know if he wants seven hours on his Re- channel. but Regardless, we will make sure you're tapped into us. We will be doing the entirety of the NFL <laughs> We draft. will be there again. Like, yes. it's kind of our thing now. Like, we got it planned out how to do an entire seven hours on day three when no one gives a shit. Best believe that... Um, we will be doing the entire draft stream. Right. Close to 24 hours uh, three, in three days dr- streaming. Point is, after that, right? After that, we can start getting after back that. to the Tuesday uh, AMAs. But uh, other than that, we will see you back here next week. Same time, same place on Sunday, South Harmon AMA. We're out of this thing. Peace. Miss you